The F-Zero Grand Prix dates back to the 26th century. The spectacular race features the most technologically advanced machines running through several circuits of fast-paced, hovering action. F-Zero is known as the fastest and most extreme race in the known universe, and it's sponsored by the wealthy elite who organized the F-Zero Execution Project. Uh, this week, we're talking about the music of F-Zero. Hello and welcome everybody to Drinking Geek OST. This is a show where we drink beer and listen to geeky soundtracks and OSTs. Uh, this episode is featuring the Gugman House, Higher Elevations, uh, Double Dry Hop, the Double Nipa. I think this was variation number 27, I believe, if I look it up online uh, prior. Uh, I think that's what it was. Uh, speaking of which, I am your number one player, player number one, the Duke. Uh, and I am player number two, I go by Saf, and this track you are listening to is titled, uh, title theme for the original F-Zero game for the SNES. Mm-hmm. This is just when you're just, like, chilling in the game you haven't started yet, Yeah, right? it's like the select screen start or whatever yeah this this song right here takes me back all of three hours <laughs> for the first time you played it yeah first time i ever played it was three hours ago it's uh, great i love this yeah uh, it's composed by yomiko kanki and Nyota ishidi it does have like a racing vibe to it yeah it does it, it kind of has like that uh, gotta go fast feeling. Yeah. My blood pressure is elevated a little bit. Uh, just, just that kind of thing. That kind of feel. And it kind of repeats like that for a while. So uh, let's take this down and talk about that beer that you mentioned. All right, so in front of us, we have the Gugman House, uh, the higher elevations. Which makes sense because these cars are like hovering in space. Mm -hmm. The tracks hover above the ground, I said in one of these instruction booklets I was reading. All right, yeah, so on the untapped, it does say number 27. Uh, so it's their 27th rendition of using this double dry hop, NEPA stuff uh, with whatever variations that they do. Uh, they they haven't posted an IBU, so we're going to play our favorite game of Guess at IBU. Guess at IBU. And uh, it's 9.6% ABV, so it's a, it's a hover. Uh, luckily, we only have 12 ounces yeah. of it to share between us, so we don't have to feel pressure to drink a whole lot of it. Um, brewed with Mosaic, Vic Secret, and Izaka hops, this double dry hop, double hazy IPA offers a bunch, a big punch with notes of citrus, pear, tangerine, and pink guava flavors, and aroma with a well-rounded, smooth hoppiness and mouthfeel. Pale. Mm-hmm. 
Its creamy body is juicy with endless notes of bright fruit. So come some of the things that they have tagged with it. Juicy, hoppy, smooth, citrus, fruity. It's expected it's a Nipah. And Gugman uses a lot of guava and like papaya and, you know, different. A lot of fresh tropical fruits. Yeah. So it's a, it's definitely like one of those. It's like, yeah, let's do it. You said it. Did you say it's with Vic Secret, Mosaic, and Azaka hops? Yep. I thought you did, but I was only half listening as I looked something else up. So the can is very basic. Yeah. It's, they, I think all of their cans look like this at this point because they are uh, just getting into canning and in order to get beer out for the uh, pandemic uh, quarantine, it's just the plain can that they put stickers on to signify this is a different beer than the other one that you just bought. Um, And it does have a lot of good details on there. It has the name of the beer on the sticker. Like they just use like a label printer to make this. And it says what hops are in it, 9.6 ABV, 71 IBUs, and uh, 12 fluid ounces. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's just a plain can with their brewery, like a, a sketch of it or painting of it, kind of. Um, yeah, the house. Yeah. Hmm. And, uh, like, their little story on the back of the can, which I'm sure we must have mentioned before. Because I'm pretty sure that I've had a beer or two on the show. Yeah, if not this show, the, our other show, right. Drinking Geek Out. Yeah, it's just nice. The the label. It would be nice if they provided the. They do. It. They did. It's right there. Seventy one. We don't have to play the game. Nope, it's right there. Seventy one IBU. Guess who has to propose an edit? <laughs> and I can tell you what seventy IBUs is or seventy one on our geek scale. It's called uh, Pillay Prime. A little math reference. Yeah. Nine exclamation point plus one divided by 71. But 71 is not one more than a multiple of nine. I'm not sure what I said. So it's a nine factorial plus one. It's divisible by 71. So nine, one times, two times, three times, all the way up to nine is divisible by 71. Oh, nice. um, so it's that plus one is divisible by 71 but 71 is not one more divisible than any other multiple of nine it's like basically what that is it's i don't know the relevance of that whatever if you guys are math nerds like, <laughs> oh no that that really is yeah, well, why is that important why does it need deal? its own uh, na- uh word in the dictionary right what problem are you solving by having that in there <laughs> Um, what else is on there? Was it the 9.6 ABV? Yep. Okay. Everything else is right. Cool. All right. Yep. Submitted. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I'm jumping ahead maybe one segment, but, uh, cause we didn't talk about the color yet, but as soon as I opened this beer, I could smell it. Yeah. It's very strong. Very potent. It's like orange juice in a can almost. Uh, but the color. It's very it's thick. Like, yeah. It's mm-hmm. a Nipah for sure. You can't, you're not going to see anything through this beer. Nope. Uh, it's a deep kind of a kind of orange juice color, essentially. Right. Yeah. Maybe a little more golden than orange juice. Mm-hmm. Depends on which orange juice you get. <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking like one of those dolls that has tropical fruits. Yeah, in it. with pineapple and mango mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. That's eight, nine. I was gonna say 
seven or eight. So I think we can stick with Goku's Gi on this one at number eight. We can overlap it there. Oh, that smell. Mm. Phenomenal tropical. Very fruity. Very juicy. Smells really good. Definitely getting like guava, maybe some mm-hmm. cantaloupe almost in the background. Yeah, really a, a medley of tropical fruits, mm-hmm. really. I'm ready to just go ahead and drink it. Oh. Whew. <laughs> That's pretty strong. Yeah, that is. Um, rightfully so, right? It's 9.6%. That's true. But it also has like a tang to it, maybe because of these fruits. I'm really enjoying it. I just want to drink the whole thing right now. All right. And this probably is a couple months old, so it does have a little bit of those those uh, hop chunks or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. Uh, sitting in the can, but I think it didn't hurt the flavor at all. No. It's not that bitter. I anticipated bitter. Essentially, you know, based on what, you know, 71. 71, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's very smooth. I was guessing the IBUs. That's probably not the number I would have gone with. But those, those uh, fruit notes and stuff, the tropicalness of it really hides the IBUs. Mm-hmm. Looking at Untapped, we've got 171 check-ins and a 4.36 average. It's really nice. Of course, 170 doesn't really lend yeah, itself. Yeah, it's not like... huge. Weighted, I'm not sure what goes into that, but it's a 3.95. I don't have any friends that drank it, or at least no none that checked it in yet. Right. It's funny. The picture, even pictures on here look exactly like that. Yeah. Have the IVUs on the can and they still didn't even have it on the chicken. It's not important to some people, I guess. Yeah. I'm not seeing a whole lot of words. No words. Um, I didn't check it in yet, so that's going to be a, a new thing, but I've definitely not seen any words. Uh, Scott G, here's the first one I've seen with words. It says, such a complex IPA. Gugman House is doing the best IPAs in Indiana right now. 4.75, which he's not completely wrong. I think him, uh, Gugman and Two Toms are the ones. Mm-hmm. So if you're in northern Indiana, Two Toms is probably your go-to for this type of beer. And then more central Indiana, I think uh, right. Gugman is knocking it out of the park with these uh, uh, New England IPAs or just IPAs in general. Don't don't sleep on the Indiana City Doodle series, though. That is true. Uh, great Sunday evening brew. Well, it's Sunday afternoon for us, but uh, Mike J gave it four and a half. This is in September, so they're still making this. Mm-hmm. You know, the one I read was in October, so it, but it was a, looked like a can in the picture, so they might have mm-hmm. been holding on to it or somebody gave it to them. Smooth and hoppy without the bitter back end. Awesome. Four and a half. Wow, really good. Thanks, CS. I don't know who that is. Probably Chuck S., the person who... Give a little cheers. Tip of the cap. Four and a half as well. Damn good. Five. Wowzers, David. Four and a half from Paul. 450 from Jeremy. Man, I love this brewery. Well, you know what? Daniel W. I think I second that. <laughs> I'm a huge fan. They're not my number one favorite, but I do love this brewery. They're in my up in there in the getting toward the top ten, I would say. Right. I don't think you read this one from Mike. He lists the hops. And it says, I was going to, I was going 4.25, then saw it was 9.6%. 
head explode emoji, Majoji. Very soft cream profile, tropical medley, ice creamy, mm-hmm. nice bitter hop bite, juicy balance, best IPA from them to date I've had. Four and a half out of five. Yeah. I mean, they've had 26 other beers before mm. it that, you know, made it better, you know? So, big fan. Yeah, the one day we met there and got like a strawberry thing and a peach thing. Yeah. Those were really knocked out, out of the park. Yeah, and I, then I got, yesterday I went and I got a strawberry peach <laughs> one. Like, they made it in a combination of one. It was awesome. Yeah, I think maybe there was a raspberry one at one point. And yeah. Yeah, they're doing great with these fruit flavors. I think I'm ready to decide on my score. Samesies. So I checked it in at a four and a half. It is really nice. Uh, I wrote a thing doing the thing. That's what I wrote. Um, I could be, I could elaborate a little bit more. <laughs> I do really bad at describing the beers when I drink them. I just, I just tap them and just let it's, you know, let it do its thing. Uh, like I said, but it's delicious. Very smooth. Uh, it's tasty. Uh, I could drink, I don't know, a hundred of, of these. A, yeah. of okay. Uh, it's very it's very odd that I even kept some of it available. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised I got one. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, but I would 100% drink again. And when they come out with number 28, I would be the first one in the door <laughs> to to get some. Come get some. And I typed in what I was going to say, and I gave it a 4.75. Ooh, shoot. And I said, love the fruit flavors floating in this glass. And the only thing that keeps it from a five for me is there's like a little some after flavor yeah. that uh, I don't like the way it sits with me, but everything else is fantastic on this beer. Right. On the burp scale, yeah, I'm having like that... Very hoppy. That's the IBUs coming back at you. Yeah. So, Gugman, figure out your burp scale. (laughs) And then maybe we can talk. And the 9.6 is insane. It is. It doesn't taste like a 9.6. This, I would categorize this as a dangerous beer. It does not taste like a 9.6 at all. All right, let's get back in this music. Good. I'm going to be absolutely worthless. But I will enjoy the music and give you my, my insights. But I did not play these games. Uh, the only reference I have of Captain Falcon would be during Smash. And, you know, some of the music might, you know, come through. with like, oh, yeah, that was a Smash song, <laughs> whatever. There's definitely some Smash. I don't have the songs from Smash, but I right. have the songs that Smash based their songs on. <laughs> right. Yeah. If that's the proper way to say it. All right. So the way I have this playlist broken down is... In kind of sections. So the first is like the title music section. And then there's a few tracks that reappear in each game, I guess. Uh, like Mute City, Big Blue, and a few others. So I have... So we can kind of see the evolution of the theme song there. Um, so we already listened to the first game's title theme. Now we're going to F-Zero X title background music, I think.
it's a, a problem with some of the <laughs> they video don't, games. Yeah. They don't get too loud. And then when you're not expecting it, it's like... So I gotta constantly monitor that. But uh, this is like hard rocking, mm-hmm. which is kind of the direction the games took at some point. Alright, which version was this one? This is the Nintendo 64 game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just the title theme. Yeah, that's Zero X. Mm-hmm. I feel like most racing games were like this. Yeah. Where you have like that rock, let's go. Because I mean, Sonic has the same... It's something to do with speed. Like mm-hmm. you want more rock and music to, when you're thinking get, about going fast. Get your adrenaline up. Mario Kart's not like this intense, but you also on carts, not like super futuristic race cards. Mm-hmm. And the composers for this game are Taro Bando and... Hajimi Wakai. Which we will talk about later. I'm going to move on to the next title uh, track, which is for F-Zero Maximum Velocity. And that is a Game Boy Advance game. Uh, so, no wonder the downgrade on the, yeah. the music chip. Yep. It released later, but mm-hmm. lower quality because of the machine yeah. your hardware constraints and this kind of goes more back to the original style mm-hmm. just it's not no longer 16 bit it's a little bit more advanced than that kind of has like that yeah we're cool <laughs> we're the cool kids yeah. type of vibe to it be part of this kid. I got you. Kind of reminds me of Mega Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and the closers on this one are Masura uh, Tajami and uh, Mitsuteru Furukawa and Naoto Ishida. And that man or woman has returned from the first game. So that's why it's, it yeah. kind of feels more like that vibe. Uh, moving on to the title theme for F Zero Climax. This is also on the Game Boy Advance, it seems. Mm-hmm. And this is more of the heavy metal rock type music. Unfortunately, we cannot tell you who the composer is. We couldn't find anything on it. No, nothing. Google was no help. Uh, the box art kind of has like the anime characters on it, so I wonder uh, if that's kind of tied in at all. This neck, this track that did I already skip to on its own didn't let me decide. <laughs> is back to the original F Zero, and it's the Big Blue theme from that track. Yeah, I can totally see this, like, riding around. And we t- since we had this in the intro, we didn't go through the title track. Uh, but the composer for this is uh, Yumiko uh, Kanki. She did Star Fox 2. And Naoto Ishida, who we talked about a moment ago. 
uh, a little bit about Naoto uh, Ishida. She's a sound uh, engineer, or he is a sound engineer. He worked. Uh, you know, for, I thought it was a she too. <laughs> yeah, he used to work for the the Nintendo's R and D two department. While he used, he mainly did sound design for some hardware like the Statella View system. He also provided music for the soundtracks of some F Zero titles, including the iconic Blue Theme, which we're listening to now. Oops, sorry. Uh, nowadays, he works for Evixar, a Japanese company specializing in acoustic technology. When you said R and D two, I thought you said R D R two D two on there. <laughs> I was like, oh, I wonder what he had to do with R two D two. So this one of the levels in Smash Brothers is the Big Blue. So this song plays in a uh, well. It's a little bit more orchestral and different, but it's a throwback to this song. Uh, then we have F-Zero X, Big Blue Theme, and it has a title that says Decide in the Eyes. So this was the N64 game in that was a little bit more rocking in the title theme, yeah. and so you can hear that coming through, but it also is the same song, basically. It really is. That's yeah. nice. Uh, Turo Pando did a good job with that, speaking of which. He's a sound engineer who sound engineer who works for a Nintendo. He has often provided sound programming and sound effects on several titles on the Mario Kart and Animal Crossing franchises. <laughs> he also composed the soundtrack... Of the games Mole Mania and F Zero X. In recent years, Bando has been mostly involved in sound supervising in the Mario series. Interesting. So all up in that business. Uh, the other composer for this, uh, the Hajimi Wakai, is a composer who has worked with the Nintendo since the Nintendo 64 era. He is mostly notorious for his work since. Notorious, lol. Mm-hmm. Uh, for his work in the Star Fox, Pikmin, and the Legend of Zelda franchises. Since the Wii era, he has taken on the role of the sound director on various titles like Skyward Sword, uh, Breath of the Wild. Wakai is also known to have provided the voice samples of the Pikmin creatures in the series. So, like that. <laughs> uh, Takoi Wakai, was that his name? No, Hajime Wakai. You fucked up that Breath of the Wild soundtrack. <laughs> There's like no music in the game. Uh, moving on to F Zero Maximum Velocity, Big Blue theme. Here we go. like the original, but like a little more high-pitched almost. Yeah. <laughs> Some of those beeps were very high up there. Almost reminiscent of like the starting like timer thing. Beep, beep, yeah, beep. yeah, yeah, This was maximum velocity, right? Yes. 
Alright, so speaking of that, the composer of this, we have three of them. I've already read one, and it doesn't look like we have any information on the other one. Right. Uh, so we have Masura Tajima, who's a composer for works for Nintendo, first in the R&D 1 department, and later in our Nintendo SPD, where he composed, he often collaborated with Kenji Yamamoto and other composers in some of the game soundtracks. He was also the main game designer behind the Pokemon Mini Toys, and as of lately, he was also involved in various Art Academy soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Right, let's move on to the F-Zero GX, which is the GameCube game. And this is still blue, Big Blue, but this one's called Infinite Blue. Back to like the the, the metal. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of Sonic. Definitely. And I'll tell you why. Because uh, Hidenori uh, Soji is a video game composer who has contributed to such Sega titles as Fighting Vipers and the Yakuza series. And he's a member of the H, which is a band composed of Sega sound designers. And uh, Sega is actually produced this game. Uh, it said on the title screen when I pulled it up, I was like, oh, this is a Sega game. On the Game Boy? On the GameCube. It, a Nintendo title produced by Sega. Okay. Nice. And then uh, Takai Kosha is a video- Japanese video game composer who uh, worked on Gran Turismo, F-Zero... Uh, Wangen, Midnight, and King of Fighter series. Not a whole lot of information on them. Just some of the other games they worked on. Yeah. Even now. Uh, this definitely is a way off from the other ones that were like, bam, bam, bam. has none of that type of feel right. to it. And I would say playing this game, it, the music's not really great. Doesn't really do anything for you. Yeah. Um, let's move on to F Zero GP Legend, and we're still in the big blue. Sounds very familiar. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. Kenji Hikita, Japanese composer and sound designer. He worked on various game developers, including Human Entertainment and Suzak. Kenji no longer works in video games, and in his stead is a dog instructor. Oh, weird. Yeah. Um, One thing to note that the F-Zero Climax a year later was also done by uh, Suzak, so maybe he had something to do with it. I wonder if the uh, dog guy... Worked on Nintendogs. Who knows? (laughs) Maybe. And finally, to wrap it up, you mentioned F-Zero Climax. This is Big Blue for that game. Not hearing it. They, well, there's that part. It's familiar. But it doesn't do the same intro. 
Yeah, it's going more of like the, the rocky sounds. This part's familiar. Mm -hmm. But there was no bam, bam, I wouldn't say I'd love this version. So I'm going to move on to uh, Mute City, which is the other most famous song. Big Blue and Mute City are pretty uh, famous songs. Mm-hmm. And this is the original game. playing this track just for this song. Mm-hmm. I think I played Mute City when I played the one map. <laughs> and now it's looped back to the beginning, so we'll move on to S0X. This is still Mute City, but it's called Endless Challenge. I totally can tell that it's Mute City, for sure. <laughs> it's just very rocky. The heavy metal guitars. Mm -hmm. Electric guitars. Hopefully this one works. <laughs> right. Yep, might tell. Yep, they all kind of start the same and continue the same. We'll see. I do have two from F-Zero GX, and I think one is like the blue that doesn't sound like it, and then they also have one that does sound like it, so I like that they did that. Yeah, this is for sure. Yeah, the, yeah. this is excellent. I like this version. It's, it's kind of a in between. It, like it tries to be a like rock and guitar music, but it's also on the Game Boy Advance, so it, it's just mimicking that sound. All right, that's back in the beginning. So let's go on a GX. This one's Mute City for the glory. And it's just like, I don't know. I'm not into this at all. Right. I think it's just too much going on on top of each other. 
Yeah, I can see like three or four different lines. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound anything like Mute City anyways from any of the other ones. Yeah, and then, uh, so this is called Cover of Mute City from the GX. So we'll get into it here in a second. It already sounds yeah. like it. But like the main line. Yep, there it is. Much better, but still, I'm not thrilled with this style. So we also have F-Zero GP Legend. And this is what that sounds like. And this, again, on the Game Boy Advance, and it, I think it sounds better than the GameCube version. And one more Mute City from the final F-Zero game, Climax. It tries. Yeah. It's very like rock star. Yeah, it's got hints of it, but it's yeah, not it doesn't really. get there for it. It doesn't go all the way. It teases it, but it doesn't go all the way there. Here, here. yeah, here's it is for sure. Yeah, it just takes a lot longer to get there. Almost mm-hmm. forty seconds. Some guys showing off at the beginning of this track. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Black. <laughs> uh, let's go back to the original game and listen to Port Town. <laughs> this is almost something I'd put on my spooky playlist. Right, yeah. This also has like the same vibes as the last song with the... But it's almost like Michael Myers-esque. Yeah. And then, not this part so much. This reminds me more of the SimCity game from the Super Nintendo era. This one's called Crazy Call at Cry in parentheses port town. Double bass in it all the way through. <laughs> which makes sense because the other song had a lot of do 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 bass line. 
Oh, this definitely sounds like it. Mm-hmm. Just jazzed up. Or rocked up. <laughs> so jazzy. Move on to the GP Legends version of Port 10. This sounds totally like the original. Mm-hmm. Just with the drums are a little uh, heavier or something. Yeah, like the other one. It's electronic drums. It's not real. Right. Synth. I'm having difficulty connecting them right now. Alright, there. That sounds like it. Um, And one more version of this from Climax, which may not sound anything like it, I'm not sure. Sounds like you're about to go to a boss battle. Right. <laughs> Bowser's coming in. Which one is this one? This is from Climax. Oh, was it? Still, uh, it's still a port town. Yeah. I was thinking if it was the Nintendo 64 one, it would make sense, but... It's pretty good for a Game Boy fan. I know, it really is. I think this is late in the Game Boy Advance lifespan, so we kind of know what they're doing at this point. This is like the third F-Zero on Game Boy. Yeah, probably. Probably updated. Uh, So let's go back to original... And this one is silence, but it's not silent at all. see what the heavy metal rockin' version of this song is from F-Zero X. Same choppy drum beat as the other one.
don't know if I would connect these two songs, really. Not at all. This sounds like the, the previous song <laughs> that they had. Mm-hmm. And just ki- like a continuation. Uh, usually maximum velocity sounds a lot more throwbacky. So let's see here. We're still in silence. The beginning's definitely different. Mm-hmm. It's very Link. <laughs> Zelda with the. Yeah. Sounds like you're like spiraling down a hole or something. Still don't think I can connect the two. Right. They, so far, none of them have sounded anything, anything like, like the it. Other. Yeah. Uh, F Zero GP Legend version. That sounds a little bit like yeah. the maximum velocity one. More so than any of the other ones. So that's the first connection. <laughs> I don't know, this, does, this like, no offense to this song or this game, but this doesn't feel like this is going to get me pumped about running this racetrack. I feel almost panic-induced, but not, like, adrenaline-induced. I think these games are panic-induced because they're so fast. Like, you, you have to be dead on with your accuracy of, like, when the turns are coming up, you have to be looking so far ahead because uh, if you're not paying attention, you're going to miss them. Yeah, and then you have, like, the idiots in the first game where they just intentionally try to bump you if they're not, if they're not <laughs> yeah. in the lead. They're like, Fuck you. Okay, let's go on to finally the climax. Which still kind of yeah. similar. So GP Climax and Maximum Velocity have really sounded the same. The other ones have not. It's the same song. I went back. So they Not really, yeah, they just <laughs> really either screwed the pooch or was like, nah, this isn't good, so I gotta go with something else. Um, okay, let's go to White Land. Well, this is White Land 1. No, this one is a little more Mario like. Yeah. I can see this on one of like the Mario Karts. For sure. Uh, White Land 2, still from the same game. I'm just curious how they relate. Similar. It's like the same 
music but different instruments almost. Yeah. Um, so we'll see if we go to GP Legends what that one sounds like. Yeah, it's there. I can hear it. Kind of drawn out a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's like a slower version almost. But still fast, but just the main, <laughs> like the main thing is drawn out. Yeah. We have the background music that speeds things up. And you'll notice I don't have every game for every song. Some some of them I couldn't find, or maybe they don't exist. Just, like, screw that track. Yeah. But a smattering of related songs, I think it's interesting enough. Um, this one is also in Climax. Still got the same vibe. the original game again some of it well some of these are ending themes some of these are credit themes some I assume they're about the same idea this one seems very celebratory yeah like hey man you won that I've only played this version and the GameCube version, I don't really know much about the games in between there or after that. Right. Uh, let's see what the maximum velocity credit theme sounds like. It almost has an intro theme vibe. Right. Like it's building up to something now, like you're getting rewarded or something. six minutes long I could skip ahead and see what happens if it's still doing that same uh... yeah it's the same, same. Thing. <laughs> I mean that's what you get for credits yeah right? it just kind of loops the same song over and over okay let's go on to uh, Climax or no let's go to this is cup credits for uh, maximum velocity so it's same game 
of different credits. Yeah, I think this is more of a, like a celebratory song yeah. than the other one was. The other one was just 100% like credits, <laughs> like we're going to play something for you. Gotta have something. Yeah. <laughs> no, just have like a sign, like black screen with text and no, uh, just silence. Oh yeah, this one's pretty cool. Let's go to Climax. Credits. Just has a Zelda vibe too. Yeah, right, yeah. You saved Princess. Well, isn't this the game? One of these games had the guy that did like Breath of the Wild music and stuff. Ballad. <laughs> yeah. Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm. So essentially, this is the last song that was ever heard from a F-Zero game because there hasn't been one since 2004 just kind of makes me like when you're listening to these these songs A kind of bummed that I, I wasn't into them while they were still relevant uh, so so maybe go back and play some of them a little bit just on the side nothing like super heavy but <laughs> right. they kind of make me want to play them and kind of makes me bummed that they didn't really continue to yeah I don't know what happened with that franchise if it just wasn't selling as well as they hoped or like right. people weren't into it or like they just ran out of idea like what's ne- it's just a racing game so right I kind of figured that maybe with Smash Brothers <laughs> yeah. coming out and being so popular with the, you know, with whatever they're doing, I feel like a lot of franchises thrived a lot more with Smash Brothers mm-hmm. coming out and getting more Because it people. brings attention to your franchise or mm-hmm. your character and like there's levels and the, you're one of the main fighters and yeah, like you don't capitalize off that in any way. Right. I would have not ever played Mother or Earthbound if it wasn't for... Exactly. I never even heard of them until they showed up. Right. The same with like... Uh, Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. Yeah, that yeah. was the one. So, I mean, it, th- that itself did wonders for the gaming industry. It's just it they didn't capitalize on it. Mm-hmm. They just stopped making games. And there's several renditions that they could have done for the Wii, the Wii U, the mm-hmm. Switch. You have so many. Like using the Wii mode and yeah. different, uh, like steering or whatever. Yeah, like you literally have so many options of games to port to, and you just didn't. And they're one of the early racing games where you could 
in the Japan, uh, the Japanese version, I don't think it ever happened in America, but you could design your own tracks and yeah. like share them through the Game Boy Link cables. I think we mentioned mm-hmm. um, designing tracks on like the Wii U like handheld thing or like the Nintendo Switch handheld thing would be amazing. I feel like yeah, because you have that on the Wii U, you have that gamepad, mm-hmm. right? And just touch, yeah, and you have could a touch, draw edit it or whatever. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. Hey man, you're listening. I know you guys are. You're thinking, what are you gonna do with this game? You're like, hmm, how should we continue the F Zero franchise? Let's check out the guys at Drinking Geek OST <laughs> about their thoughts on F Zero. Oh, that's a stellar idea. It is, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. Uh, it's it's just sad, you know. They don't have anything past the 04. They yeah. feel like they should, or they could have. Yeah, they're always. The games were always ahead of their time in terms of graphics and what the systems could be right. uh, able to produce. Now that you could do a game like you did back then in like HD graphics and stuff, and it would look so much better and be much more smooth than like the shitty GameCube version right. where it yeah. like lags and stuff. You can do so many things, especially change the view where you're first person versus third yeah. person, you know, things like that. I don't know. It's you. You have your things out there. Maybe they've had several failed or closed projects. They, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Nothing that came together or something. Uh, I. I mean, I. I like that the series exists, but it's not really my thing. Yeah. I don't. I prefer Mario Kart, like a more fun kind of right, uh, playful take on racing than this like extreme go fast and win at all costs. Like. <laughs> You don't get the fun of like shooting each other or anything like that. So, I prefer Mario Kart, but I still like. I think this is a cool franchise that I wish would keep going. I'm sure it's got its fans. Yeah, uh, there's no sense in like asking who your favorite pilot or what's your mm-hmm. favorite car style. I I wouldn't yeah, be able wouldn't to answer know. that at all. But looking through the many different designs of those cars are just so nice. Yeah. Like I don't know. I think that uh, they're very in like they're. They all look different and they all look yeah. unique. There's like the pointy ones and the round ones and the yeah. So Allison was asking me yesterday, why are they called pilots? Why why aren't they called drivers? Because they don't have wheels. Yeah, they're spaceships. <laughs> <laughs> they hover. They're pod. They're pod racers. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Right. Yeah. Anakin was a pilot, mm-hmm. not a driver. I don't know. Uh, there is. I think Captain Falcon is in Mario Kart 8. If you like it, the downloadable content, I think there are, it's like an F Zero track or cup, and F Zero is a character, or Captain Falcon is a character, I oh. think. That would be cool. I have to check that look at that. I didn't do a whole lot of DLCs, mm-hmm. I just, you know, base game type thing. For the Switch version, it comes with all that. Oh, it's nice. the same game, but it comes with all the downloadable stuff. Uh, but essentially, I'm. I prefer the original games music just because that's the one I played the most. Right. In even though uh, F Zero GX is probably the second most I've played, I think that's my least favorite music <laughs> out of the selections that we've played. So yeah, it, it, they seemed very messy. Uh, some of it, yeah. Uh, the ones that had this the similar theme that you went through uh, with the different renditions of the upgrade of uh, hardware, or whatever, mm-hmm. or the downgrade of hardware for <laughs> advance. All those, you could tell what they were, and they sounded better just when they deviated from 
the plan and made their own stuff. It's just kind of like, what the hell are you talking it, about? Like, it's I don't, like I don't get bad it. early 2000s, like techno music mixed right, with like yeah. metal music and it, it all thrown together in a pot that doesn't mesh. Yeah. Fusion that we, <laughs> yeah. Didn't, we didn't ask for. Yeah. It might've been popular for that one year this game was right. out, but it, it definitely doesn't, uh, didn't like last to today that, and, I don't think I enjoyed it at the time, really. Right. I mean, it kind of fits with the game in a way because it's the game's kind of a mess. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. I don't really have anything else to say, I guess. Yeah, I don't either. If we had newer versions, mm-hmm. might be able to mm-hmm. talk a little bit about it. Um, I know that you have those two games. Do you have any interest in playing any of the other ones? Not really. I, th- yeah. I think I have the first and one of the later ones so i i don't i don't really care about the handheld ones right and what else is left uh in 64 yeah so i have that and that i don't need the one in the middle <laughs> right i think uh i have the snes and i think i have the n64 on my retro pie and i played the snes because uh, super nice games work really well uh, I haven't played any N64 games on there until like recently. Mm-hmm. I updated some of my hardware, put some fans on it, or whatever, because I had some overheating problems with the N64. <laughs> uh, but I don't have any drive to do it. Yeah, so I might check it out because I like N64 games. Uh, yeah, I would prefer. That was probably the one I would want to check out the most because I prefer the music in that mm-hmm. one over the other ones, uh, as far as like home consoles go. Yeah, so that would be interesting, but. Uh, the N64 graphics just don't hold up. Yeah, they're, they're, they're no. pretty... the music is terrible too. <laughs> yeah, for this one it was awful. Yeah. Like I literally have no pull to do it other than <laughs> the fact that I like playing the 64 and mm-hmm. I like the controller. Yeah, it does have a good controller. So, all right. So until next time, uh, drink up and <laughs> listen to things. <laughs> See you on the flip side. <laughs>